welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Coming to you live from the Interaction Media Studio in Morgantown, welcome to Positively West Virginia. I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Today, we're going to visit with Frank and Elizabeth Dix. They're the owners of Kirkwood Winery in Summersville, West Virginia. Of course, that's in Nicholas County. But first, I want to tell you a little bit about our mission here at Positively West Virginia. Every week, we talk with West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with people just like you in West Virginia and across the country. When we first started this podcast project back in 2017, one of the things we set out to do was to encourage and inspire our listeners with positive business stories from right here in the Mountain State. To date, we've produced more than 200 episodes and Positively West Virginia is now a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can learn more about our mission of promoting small business and entrepreneurship in West Virginia at PositivelyWV.com. You know, I get to see so many positive things happening in West Virginia business every single day that a lot of people, quite frankly, never get to hear about. So my team here at Interaction Media and Positively West Virginia is working to change that with this show so that people realize you don't have to leave West Virginia to find great business opportunities. They're right here in our state. We want to encourage people to stay here and build great companies and organizations right here in West Virginia. All of our guests are people who are actually getting that done day in and day out. They're not just talking about it, they're doing it. And I'm convinced we can all learn from their experiences and most importantly, their stories. Our guests once again today are Frank and Elizabeth Dix. They're the owners of Kirkwood Winery in Summersville, West Virginia. They also have Isaiah Morgan Distillery. Frank and Elizabeth, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that very much. Yeah, absolutely. We're happy to be here. I'm excited to have you guys on to talk about your story uh, this week. I, I, I'm a fan of Kirkwood Winery, and uh, you know, just I think what you're doing is super cool, and I want to learn more about it. Kirkwood Winery, if you don't know, is an iconic West Virginia winery. For more than 30 years, they've been producing a variety of West Virginia wines there in Somersville. Frank and Elizabeth Dix are the co-owners of Kirkwood Winery and also Isaiah Morgan Distillery. They purchased the winery and distillery about four years ago. Frank and Elizabeth managed the day-to-day operations of the winery and distillery, and we're going to learn about all the things that they do there. We invited them, Frank and Elizabeth Dix, on the show today to talk about Kirkwood Winery, to share their story, and to give our audience some valuable insight into the company they lead right here in, in Somersville, West Virginia. Frank and Elizabeth, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that very brief intro that I just gave and give us a little behind the curtain look into your company. Okay. So just like you said, we've been in business about 30 years. Uh, the winery has, uh, Elizabeth and I have been here four years and, um, we produce and, um, we're in statewide distribution. We're in all kinds of stores across the state, Tamarack state parks, uh, you can find us in most grocery stores, Walmarts, Kroger's, uh, a lot of convenience stores. And we have a vineyard right here on site. We uh, we grow three different types of grapes. We grow the Amba Niagara grape, which we produce our wines from. And um, we also 
have been able to ship here recently to 41 states. So our wine is well known even across the country. Uh, we get lots of orders. From, and um, last year, I think we produced close to 40,000 bottles. Wow. And um, also with the distillery, we have a uh, Isaiah Morgan distillery. And uh, it's uh, a very, we produce uh, moonshine, some rye whiskeys, and some bourbon. And uh, our bourbon's very, uh, very popular, and uh, everyone's always wanting to uh, come get a bottle of it. Although the, you know we're so small that we do that on a uh, limited release on our bourbons. Very cool. Well, guys, I got to ask. We you. just recently. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, go Elizabeth. Ahead. <laughs> go ahead, Elizabeth. I was going to say Sunday, um, we released our seven-year-old bourbon from the distillery, and we we had quite a, a response. We still have a few bottles left from our 50-bottle uh, release. That's awesome. That sounds great, guys. Well, I got to ask you, you, you've been in this... You've been the owners of this business uh, for, for four years or so. How did you... How in the heck did you get into the position where you buy a winery and a distillery. I'm anxious to know that story. Well, it's a very unlikely uh, story. So we have been in the uh, residential rental business also for close to 30 years. Um, And uh, the the winery up here has several different properties that go with with the winery. And one of them, he had uh, a separate section, uh, a different piece of property that had uh, some rental property on it. And I'd caught word around town that he was wanting to possibly sell the winery, sell the rental business that he had. So I, I was up here one day and stopped by and asked him about his residential uh, rentals, about possibly purchasing that. And he said he was willing to. So we looked into it. And then one day he came to me. The the, uh, the guy that was running it was a half brother of the original owner the original owner had passed away uh, about 15 years ago from a brain tumor oh, and he was operating the business for his brother and uh, so he approached me and said well he was running a trust for the kids the original owner's kids and um, he said they talked and they decided that they needed to sell everything together or nothing at all so he asked me if we were interested in a winery and uh, that's something we've never done before. We talked about it and uh, looked at all the numbers and decided, you know, we were ready for a change of life. So we decided to, to go for it, get our jobs, buy a winery, and, and we, you know, we just took off from there. That's awesome. I mean, that takes, uh, it's, it takes a lot of courage to do something like that, but it also sounds like it was a, uh, it wasn't quite a step of faith, but really that leap of faith that we all often talk about, you know, you, you guys went all in. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> Elizabeth, what's, uh, what's your... It was a little scary in the beginning, yeah. you know, I mean, we were, yeah. Elizabeth, if you could fill well, in some of the gaps it, from that, it was, great. Um, yeah, it was, it was definitely a, uh, huge step to take um, to buy this winery. I actually um, worked in behavioral health before I came here (laughs) to the winery and Frank, he worked for the power company. So he was a power lineman, but we did have a business background, both of us. And so we, we just kind of, you know, put our heads together and, 
And I, I actually quit first and, and worked here for about a year before Frank quit his job. Um, but we had a lot of things that needed work here. We needed, you know, to work on our distribution and, and the properties. And it was just more than, you know, I could do myself with the other three employees that we have. So Frank quit his job and we jumped in, you know, with both feet. Frank, um, his suit is is definitely, you know, boots on the ground. Frank has taken care of, you know, bringing distribution back to Kirkwood Winery. Things had slowed down a bit. So he, you know, he was out there, you know, getting our wines back in all, all the stores. I'm the paper and things like that. I'm more, you know, organization and keeping the things running, you know, in the background. And Frank is more boots on the ground guy. That's awesome. And I, I really appreciate that. It sounds like a great partnership for sure. For sure. We have yeah. strong suits, different strong suits. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Guys, what, what is your 30 second pitch for Kirkwood Winery? In other words, what is it that separates your wine and, and makes it special? Well, we are actually a farm winery, considered farm winery here. So uh, most, you know, 25% of our product does come from our farm. Uh, a lot of wineries and I, you know, some wineries around will, you know, um, just order in juice and make everything. And we do, we do that also on some of our wines, but we do produce 25% of our wine right here from the farm uh, on Phillips Run here in Somersville. That's awesome. How many acres are you on? Uh, total it was 40 acres and uh you know when we purchased everything at one time uh we've got about six to eight acres of vineyards and then the rest that it's some nice farmland and of course the winery itself and the uh, new wedding venue that we're we're trying to get into so oh that's super cool what's what would you say is the thing you're most excited about for kirk Kirkwood Winery and and the distillery also as well. What's what's that thing that you're most excited about right now? Well, right now it is our wedding venue. We've recently um, had a pavilion built in the vineyard, and we are scheduling weddings now. Um, we have a small house out front and has you know a, a great bar and things in it and couple of weddings here already but that's what we're really you know kind of excited about right now coming right off of of pandemic and such a strange year we you know people are ready to get back out and and hold uh weddings and you know parties and things so we've done a lot of that here on our property this year and it it's um it's exciting. Um, I, I'm really happy that people are coming here and, and seeing what we're, we're building and it's, it's going to be great. That's awesome. That sounds exciting. Guys, I want to talk a little bit about the wines. We talked about the fact that you're considered a farm winery, 25% uh, of your wines coming from the, from the grapes that are produced and the fruits uh, right there on your farm, uh, 40 acres uh, in, in Somersville area. Talk a little bit about like, what are the most, uh, in terms of your varieties of wine, what are the most popular? Well, we definitely, like I said before, we, we specialize in sweet wines. We do a lot of fruit and berry wines. Uh, the most popular wine we have is the blackberry, of course. It's called yeah. Black Satin Blackberry. Uh, it's probably our best seller, I would have to say, 10 to 1 over everything else. Now, we have 28 different uh, varieties of wine, but uh, the blackberry is most definitely the uh, most popular. And 
because we are a sweet wine winery, um, you know, all, all of our sweet wines are very popular. We do carry some semi-dry and some dry wines, but um, yeah, by far, uh, people come for the fruit and berries. Awesome. That sounds great, guys. I appreciate uh, the, the plug for that. I can imagine people are hearing this right now and going out to, to the Kroger and Giant Eagles and Walmarts of the world and, and picking those well, we up. We hope so. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, so one one of the things, when I was uh, learning a little bit about your company, and I, I believe I've met you guys down at the State Fair a couple of years ago uh, in Lewisburg, uh, and I was really uh, surprised how 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 great your wine is. It's very, it's delicious. But I also learned uh, that you guys are doing some specialty things, like a ramp wine, and uh, you're also into mead, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? Uh, we did have a mead wine. Okay. Yes, we did. Um, so it was it was flavored with some honey. Uh, it's not really what we call we call it true mead, um, but it was it was uh, sweetened with honey. Yes. Okay. Talk about this ramp wine. It, it, it's primarily like a cooking. I can't imagine somebody having you know, relaxing on the back deck with a glass of ramp wine. But talk a little bit about that. Well, actually, folks do drink it. Some people <laughs> use awesome. it as a spring toxin. <laughs> you know, toxic. <laughs> they kind of kind of cleanses the system, um, awesome. just like ramps do. But great. Most people use it for cooking. It is a wonderful um, marinade or salad dressing mm. additive. You know, you can make um, wilted lettuce salads and things with it, That's but awesome. it, it has a nice garlicky flavor. It's sweet, but it is it is garlicky. And people people seem to love it. We sell quite a bit of ramp wine, and That's it's awesome. kind of a novelty folks yeah. buy it to, to share with friends and things. That sounds awesome. I, I love it. Um, I, you know, I just think that I had to ask you about that. So thanks for uh, for the info on that. <laughs> Appreciate you guys. What would you? Well, we say? we actually. Good. We actually have a dandelion wine as well that that a lot of people drink. Um, awesome. We have really cool stories about um, the picking of the dandelions on an annual basis. We have folks pick dandelions and we use just the flower part of the dandelion to make the dandelion wine. And during pandemic, we had a huge influx of dandelions from all of the children that were out of school. <laughs> so we, we purchased those dandelions and we make dandelion wine and it, it it's, it's really cool. I love it. I love that. That's, that's good stuff. Guys, what would you say, you know, you've been the owners uh, for four years or so of Kirkwood. What's been your best business moment since you've bought the bought the winery well it's all been good we've, we've enjoyed all of it um we do put a festival on here every year uh, it's the uh, grape stomp festival it's every september third weekend september and i think we kind of have to say that that's been our best moment here is to put a festival uh something that we've never done before of course we never run a winery before either until four <laughs> years ago but uh the festival is is uh quite enjoyable i mean we we get to talk to uh well-known bands and we bring in uh you know top music and uh, it's two days of music and great stomping and people bring their chairs and uh, enjoy the day. We have competitions, grape stomping competitions. So that's actually been a, it's definitely work, but it's, it's been a very enjoyable part of, of what we've done here the last four years. Now, is that, uh, is that back on for this year? Yes. Yes. We're on for this year. Give us plan. The it's, it's, give, give the us planning's the almost done and we're, we're ready to, we're ready to put it on. Yeah. Give us the dates for that. If you, if you could, Frank. Uh, this year it's September 17th and 18th. 
uh, Friday and Saturday. And um, it is the third weekend in September. Awesome. Very cool. We'll make sure we put that in the show notes of the podcast. So, so folks can uh, listen to that and put that on their calendar. That sounds like a fun time. On the flip side of that, uh, let's talk about the worst experience you had. I always talk about the worst experience. Sometimes um, everybody wants to be on top of the mountain. If you want to be in the valley, right? But sometimes those valleys, uh, they teach us some lessons. T- talk about your worst business moment so far. Well, you know, it's really hard to say we've had a worst one. I mean, you know, every business has its ups and downs, but we there's just nothing really that sticks out that we would ever, you know, consider our worst moment. Um Mine and Elizabeth's motto is, is you know, um, failure is not an option. So uh, we work hard at trying to make things go. And, and, you know, so far, I think we've done a pretty good job. And I, I just can't really even think of anything that we would consider our worst moment. Yeah. Okay. We've worked hard to make sure everything goes good here. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. I, uh, the, the great leadership guru, John Maxwell, often says, sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. Right. So you don't necessarily lose. You don't necessarily lose, but you but you learn. And I I think uh, that's kind of my takeaway from that response. Guys, I want to take a second just to mention the sponsors for the show, Positively West Virginia. And they include the State Journal, WVNews.com and Interaction Media. The support we receive from these West Virginia companies allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia. Our guests today are Frank and Elizabeth Dix, the owner of Kirkwood Winery. Frank and Elizabeth, let's get back to it. What is the vision that you have long term for Kirkwood Winery and the, in the uh, distillery also, which is called uh, Isaiah Morgan, uh, Isaiah Morgan Distillery? What's the vision? Well, we have a couple ideas. I mean, we, like I said, we we've always been in statewide distribution. We're always increasing that. And uh, recently, as I mentioned, we got to a point where we were able to ship to 41 states across the country. Um in the future, I mean, we are trying to get into this wedding venue and we want to be a, a popular destination for that. Um, we also would love to possibly get into distribution outside of West Virginia. Uh, we're trying to start work on that a little bit, try to hit some of our surrounding states. Uh, we have a lot of a uh, big fan base in Virginia. Of course, when we're down at the state fair, you know, we get a lot of Virginia people comes in and uh, they're asking us every year when, when we're going to get wines in their state. So we would love to get in our surrounding states, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Virginia. So that's one of our goals. Um, that's, that's a long, hard road to, to uh, do on top of trying to get everything else. And as far as the distillery goes, um, we're very small. At one time, we were the smallest licensed distillery in the United States. So it's right here on site in the same building that our winery is. And uh, we have some long-term goals with that to, to possibly build us another building and uh, separate the distillery. So when people come up our little country road here, uh, they can have two destinations and we can have you know a bigger area where we can produce more and uh, get our product out uh, you know, more across the state as far as the, as the whiskey goes. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds pretty good. It sounds like you guys have a clear vision of where you're heading and that's, that's pretty cool. I want to ask you about the journey of buying a business. Cause you know, obviously there's many pathways to entrepreneurship. You know, there's a, the startup where you just don't, you'd have an idea and you just 
you go for it, right? There's uh, family businesses where you maybe uh, were born into a, a situation and you, you step into a leadership role and uh, owning it. Uh, you can go the franchise route. Uh, and, and oftentimes I hear uh, people buy existing businesses. You know, they've kind of laid the groundwork for you guys a little bit, right? They've got infrastructure, they've got sales happening, yeah. they've got numbers to look at, right? The P&L uh, history. Uh, talk a little bit about that journey and what it was like to actually step into a role of a company and maybe, you know, some of the lessons you guys have learned along the way? Well, it's, it's not as easy as it looks. (laughs) I I do have to say that. Um, When you have an established business, it it does give you an advantage, I, I would say to, you know, you, you have a path, you have that groundwork laid, but there, you know, it's still a huge learning curve, I feel. You know, you have to learn the ins and outs of, of what needs to be done. You also, I mean, in, in the alcohol business, this is what is very difficult. You have a lot of rules and regulations mm. on the federal and state levels that you you have to follow. And that was something that we didn't have any, you know, real knowledge of. So it's a continual learning process that you, you know, you learn and, and laws change. You have to follow all of those things. And, you know, we had to kind of get our footing and, and we still, you know, it's always rocky ground when you're in the alcohol business. So, because it's ever changing, but it's like that with every business. I'm, I'm sure there's constant, you know, change and you just have to learn to, you know, navigate all of the changes and I, I feel like, you know, this was a good move for us. We, we, you know, have always wanted to, to work for ourselves. And Frank and I spend like 24-7 together <laughs> nowadays where we, you know, we both had jobs. We, you know, our children are grown and we don't have to worry, you know, so much about, you know, things. But we, we you know, spend a lot of time together and we, we bounce a lot of ideas off of each other. Yeah, that's super cool. That's great insight. And I appreciate uh, you guys mentioning that. How do you, you know, you talked about distrib- uh, distribution, Frank, uh, but how do you, how do you attract new customers to Kirkwood Winery and uh, Isaiah Morgan Distillery products, you know, the, the different um, whiskeys and bourbons and things of that nature? How do you, how do you attract new customers? Well, every summer, you know, there's always fairs and festivals starting usually around April going clear through to October. So uh, we do a lot of fairs and festivals. We're out, uh, you know, out with the public. They're tasting our wines. They're, you know, uh, we're talking to them about them. And, you know, that attracts a lot of customers. And also a lot of businesses will come up to us at that point and and, and do some tasting and, and want to put us in, in their stores. So, uh, you know, that's a... That's the key is, is the, getting someone to taste your product and then knowing that they like it. And uh, we've attracted a lot of business like that. And also we have a distributor distributes for, of course, they have salespeople and they're on the ground, you know, and, and getting us in new stores. And I'll do some of that myself. I'll go out and visit. Uh, one of our new things is we're in a lot of stores. We're trying to get in some uh, restaurants. Uh, we want travelers and tourists that come to West Virginia. Everyone loves to eat out. And we've been picking up a lot of restaurant business where we're getting our wines in the restaurants. So if someone wants something local, you know, we're there. So um, it's just a lot of going out, talking to people. 
I sometimes I take a cooler round of these restaurants, let them taste the wines, and you know, get in into places like that. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and as far as the uh, whiskey part, uh, yeah. it's hard. We we've got a distributor for that too that, that goes around and talks to these. Uh, uh, stores about uh, our product and tries to get get them to carry our products. So uh, we leave a lot of that up to them. Uh, they've got a good relationship with the, the whiskey stores. So yeah, that's great. What's one of the biggest challenges you guys face as a as a uh, alcohol producer, a wine producer, a spirits producer? Well, a lot of it is, is state law. Just um, things are relaxing, though. I, I know they. They've started wine and, and beer sales at 6 a.m. seven days a week in the state of West Virginia now. So, mm-hmm. you know, people are, are drinking and that that is something that hasn't changed for years and years and years um, that, you know, no matter what happens in the world, pandemics, whatever, um, people are still drinking. So uh, just just following the law and, and making sure, you know, that you do that other you know, things, business, like we said, you know, you're out in, in businesses and stores that, so there's really not too much that holds you back. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's interesting, you know, on this show, uh, over since 2017, we've highlighted quite a few, um, food and, uh, beverage manufacturers in West Virginia. And I'm always amazed by, you know, just their stories and everything from, you know, a place like, Oliverio's Peppers to Screech Owl Brewing, you know, a, a local uh, here in, in northern, north, north central West Virginia over in Preston County Brewery. And I'm just wondering, like, from your all's perspective, is is there a community of, of wine producers here in West Virginia? Do you guys talk together or do you, or you, do you view each other as competition or do you more collaborate? I'm, I'm curious about that. Well, there's not really a need belong to. Uh, I think there used to be years ago. However, uh, I never consider other wineries competition. Um, I've been known, you know, we're fresh into the business. I've been known to pick up the phone and call a winery and ask questions. <laughs> uh, introduce myself. Of course, they all know who Kirkwood Winery is. And, and uh, you know, they've been real helpful. And we try to do the same. And when we go to festivals and we're, you know, side by side with other wineries, we all do collaborate and talk. And, you know, I don't think any of us really consider each other competition. I think we, we look at it that we're all in this together. And, uh, you know, one business helping the other is good for all of us. And we try our best to, to be that way and, you know, help us. They have definitely helped us out. Uh, you know, when they'll take a phone call and answer a rookie's question, you know, that uh, they probably wonder, why, what's he doing in the winery business? <laughs> but, uh, you know, they've been real helpful. So we, we appreciate them and, and hopefully they appreciate us. Yeah, I, I have to ask this question too. Uh, yeah. Several months ago, that was probably a year ago or so, we had the West Virginia Great Barrel Company on and talking about their um, their barrel production uh, company that they have there in Lewisburg. Do you guys work with them at all or? Well, we will be. Um, they've just, you know, since they've opened, we, like I said, we're very small water barrels. And when we do, it's four or five at a time. So the last time we uh, ordered any, they, they weren't in production yet. Oh, okay. So okay. we were buying them uh, somewhere else. And we, we did have a meeting with them and, um, 
they were here one day, come to visit us. And our very next purchase will be from them because they're a West Virginia uh, company. Yeah. We are all about local. We want to, everything we do, we want to keep it local in West Virginia. That's awesome. I love that. And just hearing that just sparks a, you know, a flame in my heart because I'm, I'm that way too. I want to see all of us succeed. And I appreciate your, your insight on that, Frank. Guys, I'm curious and, um, you know, we, our show is about inspiring and equipping uh, people uh, who are thinking about entrepreneurship, uh, business ownership uh, as a way of life and as a career path. What's one piece of advice you would give to young business owners or maybe even entrepreneurs out there with an idea in West Virginia? What's one piece of advice you would give to them? I'd love to hear from both you guys. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, if, if you got something in your mind that you want to do, I think you just, you know, you just got to do it. Uh, there's not a lot that's going, you know, people's going to help you along the way. You just got to put your mind to it and say, Hey, this is what we want to do. And sometimes it takes taking a risk, you know, um, without risk, there's no reward. So, mm. you know, if you got something and you want to do it, check into it and just, just put your foot forward and go for it. You no, know? I love that. Yeah. That's great advice. Yeah, that's that is that is a great philosophy, Frank. Frank has has been in business longer than I have, and he is not afraid to take a risk. I, I I'm more cautious, but I, I too believe that if you truly, you know, have something that you want to do, don't don't let your fears hold you back. You know, there are people and places that will help you. You know get through whatever bumps or, or whatever. And I, I wish we could keep, you know, more of our youth here. I want them to take chances and go into business. We have a lot of mm. folks in our, our own community who, who have gone away and come back home and bought businesses and taken them over and, and they're doing great. And I give it, you know, help them any way you can. Exactly. Elizabeth, keep, uh, keep people here and to. That's our, that's our mission here. That's our mission here too, is, you know, we, we, we want to, you know, just expose people that there are people like Elizabeth and Frank Dix out there who can step into a role and take over a, you know, a, 25 year, 26 year old company and keep it rolling, keep those jobs coming, keep producing uh, quality products out there and have a, a great way of life. You know, like, like Frank said, without risk, there's no reward most of the time. And I t- truly believe that. And that's the essence of entrepreneurship is risk. Right. And, and I love the fact that you guys aren't just talking about it, you're doing it and you're putting your money where your mouth is. And I love that. And I just think that's very encouraging just to hear, hear your story. Guys, what's, what's one thing you guys do every day that you think contributes to your success at Kirkwood? Well, the one thing we do personally is Elizabeth and I usually are talking about this business every waking hour. Mm -hmm. So when we're not here, we might even be on the boat, enjoying the land, what can we do, what can we do there? Uh, so it's something that's continually uh, on your mind. And, um, you know, we get a lot solved that way. We get a lot of thought process going on or just, you know, out enjoying the day, doing something else. So, um, you know, it, it takes a lot of thought. So uh, we do that a good bit. Yeah. 
it's hard work 24 <laughs> 7. it is yeah. yeah i get the sense though that even though it's hard work you guys get a lot of fulfillment out of your work we do, we do. <laughs> Simul- we simultaneously do. It, it, I love uh, it. it's kind of a fun business i mean it's, it's not- <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of work behind this that's awesome guys i mean you know some people say how cool that is. it is cool it's a lot of work. <laughs> Guys, what's what's one book you'd recommend for aspiring entrepreneurs? Well, I, I really hate to say that we, we yeah, um, and I don't do a lot of books. We, we just put our heads together and, uh, you know, everything. We just the thought process. And uh, I, I don't know one book I could actually think of because we just don't really have time. I mean, we're constantly <laughs> on the move and... Uh, I wish we had, I wish we did have time for that. <laughs> no problem. I, I definitely respect that. Guys, we've covered a lot in this interview. Is there anything else you think our listeners should know about Kirkwood Winery or Isaiah Morgan Distillery or your story? Well, I, I guess to sum it all up is that if you if you have, you know, ambition and dreams, Go out there and and chase them. Don't don't be afraid. And you know, come and check out Kirkwood Winery. Uh, wines, come and taste our whiskeys. See our beautiful uh, uh, winery, and come look at our wedding venue if you're in the market for a wedding. <laughs> I love it. We're uh, we uh, would love to to have you here. As we close out our our time here, guys, Frank, Elizabeth Dix, how can our listeners learn more about Kirkwood Winery, uh, Isaiah Morgan Distillery, and perhaps even get in contact with you guys? Well, we have a website, of course, uh, www.kirkwood-wine.com, and you can follow us on Facebook under Kirkwood Winery WV. Uh, We do a lot of uh, posts out there telling people what's coming up. Uh, new products coming out. So that's a good way to, to keep up with uh, with the winery and what's going on around here. We do encourage people, other than that, to just wanna, you know get in your car and, and take a drive and stop by and uh, you know come in. We do free tastings seven days a week. We do free tours. We don't charge anybody for any of that. We want people to come. We have a little West Virginia store. Again, uh, all of our products in our store are West Virginia foods, candles, uh, everything's made right here in West Virginia. We like to keep everything West Virginia local. So when you're out on that day trip, stop by. We'd love to love to have you here and show you what we do here. Show you how we produce it. And, I, I and love it. And, yeah. I love that. And uh, uh, I think that you guys, uh, you have a lot of cool stuff going on there. And I encourage people to also, uh, if if not, uh, if not now, at least September seventeenth and eighteenth, get down there for the Grape Stomping Festival at Kirkwood Winery. That sounds like a, an awesome time, and uh, I may even come down and try to get barefoot and have a good time myself. We, we can't wait to see. You. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great, Frank Elizabeth Dix. It's been a real honor to have you on the show today. Like uh, like I mentioned, uh, Kirkwood Winery is a West Virginia iconic wine uh, wine producing company for the last thirty years, and it's great to see you guys at the helm running this show for the last four years and i can't wait to see what's on the horizon it's been a real honor to have you on the show and i think uh what you're doing is really great and i just want to encourage you to keep up the great work 
Thank you, Jim. We appreciate it. I appreciate you guys. Well, folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media as we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the Mountain State, just like my new friends, Frank and Elizabeth Dix of Kirkwood Winery. Our hope is that we in some way equipped you and inspired you with this business story. If you or someone you know would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website, PositivelyWV.com. And of course, we appreciate your comments, encouragement, and reviews. And we also ask that you share these stories on your social media channels to help us get the word out there. And be sure to check out our weekly show, the Positively West Virginia Small Business Mastermind, every Friday from 11 a.m. to noon, where we bring a panel of business experts from around the state Each week, we have a great discussion every week to help small business leaders win. Positively West Virginia is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can learn more about our mission of advancing small business and entrepreneurship in West Virginia at PositivelyWV.com. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay positive, West Virginia.